is good, y'all. Happy Sunday. It is your hostess with the mostest, Kristen Ayana. And welcome back to Black Talk Radio, where we discuss the latest in black culture, black news, and black entertainment. Now, that song I just played was Drake's Pipe Down off of his latest project, Certified Lover Boy. And our guest today, Facts Only, actually produced that song. So I'm super duper excited to be chatting with him. He's, you know, been doing his thing in the industry, has produced for a lot of our favorite artists. So, you know, I'm, it's lit. It's up. It's a new week. Good energy, good vibes. And yeah, I have, of course, media topics for y'all because stuff is always happening and we got to talk about it. The way I just be singing on air is just like, so I might as well just be an artist, I fear. But first things first. I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. I already know it. (laughs) DJ Bam is here. So tell us, how was your week? My week is actually pretty good. You know what I mean? Week three, school. Know oh, I mean, yeah. I definitely dropped a class already, and I don't care. You dropped a class? Hell wow. yeah, because... Why you do that? Yo, one, like I said, profet- my professor, well, that professor, now I mean, no disrespect to anybody from foreign countries, but he is definitely a foreigner, mm-hmm. and it is a language thing, like... A language barrier. Yeah, I don't... Nah, it's not me. I'm not going to be going to say it and try. Mm. And, and then two, he was on his... um. <laughs> people are gonna hate me for this, but he definitely was on his like all Americans. He don't care what race <laughs> he was born in America. We're lazy, and so, <laughs> so and now so it was definitely one of those. I'm like, you know what? He was like, don't tell me what's hard, what you can't do, this mm-hmm. and this that, because I come from this part of the country. Okay, yeah, I'm dropping you, my guy. Um, <laughs> honestly, I miss school. Go back. I kind of want to, but like, mm, don't want to pay that money though. Listen, financial aid. I think is I want to go to school in London, friend. but I've been saying that. Like, yeah, you said that um, for grad oh, school, when you first started. Yeah, for journalism, I see that for myself. But it's, I, I want to ask you: you never actually said why London, because you know, like, mm-hmm. overseas is very good for um, uh, anybody who want to be like in, in culinary, like, like want to cook, want to be a big chef. I know a lot of chefs and mm-hmm. scientists go overseas to study a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I feel I never really heard nobody to actually like. Oh, we gotta go overseas. But because I feel like London, I want to learn journalism from that aspect also. Because I also want to learn the entertainment journalism because they literally got their own hip hop scene, and that's always been like super cool to me. Yeah, I, I and I do know even out in eight and and um in uh, China, Japan, all that they definitely hip hop scene is different. All over the world is just overseas different hip hop. They actually and it's faster. The program is faster and it's cheaper. Yeah. The real, the real tea. It, ta- it will take me a year to get my master's. And it's, um, I think one of the schools I looked at was 20000 And I know for a fact, they really still, like, they're heavy into the music world. Like, mm-hmm. over here, don't get me wrong, we just stream music. They stream music, too. But I heard, like, they really still big on supporting artists. Mm-hmm. Compared to up here, I mean, over here in America, you hot for about two months, and after the second month, we on to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, so I, I want to try that out. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look into it more, um, cause I feel like you never stop learning. I wouldn't mind. I, I I really still think about getting my master's, like, and I thought it would go away, but now I'm how many months post grad? What, June, July, August, September, October, like five months post grad. Damn, five months already. 
Yeah, and I'm really considering. Well, at least if you go back for your master's, you ain't got to go back for like four years. It's just, it's a year. You yeah. Ba- you basically did everything. Too. Yeah, the max too. But we going to see. But let's get into our trending topics before our guest gets in the building. So, Tiana Taylor is having a final concert tour, The Last Rose Petal. Wow, she she's really hanging it up? Since yeah. Since Def Jam don't want to drop her? Yeah, this is her final, final. And the tickets are actually pretty cheap. They range from, like, 30 to $40. Okay. Um, But the thing is, they're already sold out. Like, a lot of the... um. The, a lot of the places are already sold out. And she, you know, got on Instagram today and said she's going to try to add more. New York is sold out, which I'm sad about. Well, you already know New York was going to be sold. That's home. Yeah. I saw her in concert for free, like, two years ago, and it was so freaking good. I went to one of her listening parties. This is when her and um, old boy first, first got together. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's... It's sad that Def Jam don't want to drop. Like, she asked to be dropping. They, they, they don't want to let her go, but then they don't want to put music her music out. I mean, why do you think that is, though? Honestly, they know that she's very gifted and talented, but I don't understand why they don't want to put the money behind her. But she's been doing a, her, a lot of her own things. She's been doing her own videos. She's a big creative period. Yeah. Even with the, like, videos she has directed for other artists. And stuff like that. Yeah, she definitely so. did what the her. I love the her um, Ghostface Killer mm-hmm. video. Um, she did something for Ti lately, and she did a lot. It's crazy to see artists really going to her and like, hey, we want you to direct our video. Cause she's really the goat. And um, speaking of music, Rihanna at yeah. her Fenty, you know, Savage Fenty show, she spoke out and basically said that. She's experimenting with music. So I have the clip for y'all. So let me um go ahead and play it. And y'all, let me know what y'all think, okay, about what Riri had to say. Because, um, y'all. The sounds. I don't know, y'all. You win. Definitely in the system. Yeah, and the sound is up on the clip. Nah, you. I don't know. Rihanna must not want me to tell y'all what she said. <laughs> Wait, uh, but basically, she was just saying how she's experimenting with music now, and okay. basically, what we hear from her won't be like anything she has previously done. What? What? The thing is about Rihanna, what she has not done. She done. She came out. Rock. The, uh, she she kind of did though. She came out with the Caribbean, and then she went straight. Then she hit us with the R and B. She gave us that R and B commercial. She gave us that pain music, mm-hmm. and then she also gave us that pop. That that pop EDM, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I like it. Like it. That's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, um. And then she gave us that that. Well, Rihanna was always attractive and sexy, but mm-hmm. I feel like with the R&B uh, female things, like, they try to put on this persona. Mm-hmm. Well, not them. The label want them to be. But then, like, they cross over and start showing more sexiness. So I, I think we definitely, that last album, we definitely got that from her. Okay. We definitely. So that's why I say, like, what she has not done, like. Mm, I don't know, but. Maybe she don't go, like, Middle Eastern. I was going to say maybe, like, his, like Spanish. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. 
Riri. Talk to us, Riri. Oh, yeah, I'm by the way, I've been seeing, like, Riri snapping at the runways. What clip was that? She told a bitch, like, whatever. Like, she was snapping on that. <laughs> Man, you know, the thing is with these runway shows and, like, all this stuff, there's so much production that goes behind it. And I could imagine how stressful it is, you know, for someone like her. So, you know, sometimes you got to snap off on people. Respectfully. Try now. Oh, you want to keep going? Snap off on people? No, no, no. I'm talking about the clip. The, oh, should I try the clip again? Yeah. Hmm, let's see. Let's see. On what Rihanna was saying about her music. Re, 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 re. Yeah. You're not going to expect what you hear. That's just put that in your mind. Like, whatever you know of Rihanna is not going to be what you hear. I'm, I'm really experimenting. And music is like, it's like fashion. You should be able to play. I should be able to wear whatever I want and I treat music the same way. So I'm having fun and it's gonna be completely different. Uh, you're not gonna expect. Um, what so people were like, to be honest, it's giving ASAP Rocky gonna be on that album. And that was funny to me. I didn't know he's gonna be on it. Yo, they, they spend a lot of time, especially ASAP Rocky, when he, before he got locked up. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably the only good thing our ex-president done but anyway um, got him out of jail <laughs> but um, nah ASAP Rocky did the same thing what Kanye did They he stayed over in London for a while mm -hmm. he was over like overseas for a while studying their fashion and he said the same thing in, in an interview with their music so whatever this other style of music yeah, the London only thing I know is ladies and gentlemen Drill is originally from London yeah it is hundred percent. And it's a different type of style of drill. Mm hmm So it's not... New York just put a little twist to it. You know what I mean? And Chicago put a little twist to it, too. So. But London is really where it... Um, I don't know. Maybe London's the new um, Hollywood. You think so? The only thing with London weather is cold. It's cold and rainy. But when it's hot, I done seen... Because I got it on my iPhone. Mm -hmm. London gets busy when it's hot. Think so? It get, what? It'd be like damn near 100 and something, man. I've always, like, I, I always said, like, in college that I would do a semester there, but like, COVID happened, so that sucked. Then you went overseas doing college one time? Yeah, I went to Spain. All right. How was that experience? Um, I loved it so much. I highly recommend everyone visit Spain. It's just such a beautiful, amazing place. But um, our guest is now in the building, facts only. So okay. let's add him. To the live. Let's get him to the live. What is good? Thank you so much for joining us. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay, good. I can hear you. I can see you. Can you hear me and see me? You hear me? You hear me? Yes. You see me? Yes. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get right. Let me get right. <laughs> yeah, let me get right. Let me get right. Hold on, hold on. Let me get right. People calling me. <laughs> All right, we good. Okay, perfect. Thank We're good. You. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's delayed a little bit. 
okay. I hope that stops. But um, for those of y'all joining the live, this is the Black Talk Radio Live with facts only. So I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. And first things first, um, just tell us, like, where are you from and what made you start getting into music? Uh, I'm from Delaware, Okay, which is crazy to some people. People be like, Delaware? Like, <laughs> huh? Like, where are you? How do you even get in the music industry from Delaware? It's hard. But, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Honestly, like, I got out of high school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was doing the college thing. And I was like, bro, I don't. It's not really working out. I don't know if I can do this. You know what I mean? So I was like, I, I need to do something. Right. And I'm not about to be not doing anything. So then I just, you know, downloaded FL Studio and uh, the rest is history. My whole family does music, though. You know what I mean? So oh. my dad's a drummer. You know what I mean? My mom's a singer. Mm. I was basically raised in the church. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's, it was, it in was your destiny. Blood. <laughs> nah, I it was supposed to happen. You know what I mean? So all good, though. Now, I definitely feel you on that. And that's crazy that you said, like, people be so shocked that you're from Delaware. Because I'm from Jersey, so I feel like, mm, Delaware, like, that's right there. Like, you know, like, that's a, it's a cool little spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what yeah. was it like growing up in Delaware, you know? And how how would you say that has impacted you in any way? Um, well, it's a small city. Mm-hmm. I would say Delaware is a small city. Okay. You know what I mean? It's not really a lot of popping areas. Mm-hmm. You got Wilmington, um, you got Dover, and you got the beach. The beach. The beach is Rehoboth, Rehoboth, Bethany Beach down south. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I would say those are the areas that's, has, I guess, the most populated. So it's chill in Delaware. It's not really mm-hmm. a lot going on in Delaware. Um, but we're here to change that. You know what I mean? So Right, for sure, for sure. And you also mentioned, like, how you, you know, after high school, you went to college, you realized it wasn't for you, and, you know, you started to do music. What was that like for you in that moment? Because I know for a lot of people, it it could be hard to, like, step away from school and say, you know, this is what my heart is telling me, like, I'm going to do this. So what was that experience like for you? And, you know, did you have a moment where it was just like, nah, like, I got to do this music thing, like, I got to... Yeah, I mean, I had, I had mad jobs. I was switching between job to job. You know what I mean? Not trying to, just trying to figure out what I, what I had to do, mm-hmm. in order to get to that, to that, you know, to that stage or that, you know, where I wanted to be. It was hard though. You know what I mean? Like having to tell my peoples, like I'm not going to college. Mm-hmm. What was your? That's major? like. <laughs> what was your major? Communications. Okay, that was mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Communications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I mean, and I think I think it shows though, like how brave of a person you are, because I feel like at the end of the day, as people, like we often want to make our parents proud, but you do also have to come to that line where you say, at the end of the day, this is my life, and I got to do what makes me happy. So. You know, I think that's right. that you were able to do that and overcome that because, you know, a lot of people don't have the guts for it, respectfully. So, yeah, I was literally just having a conversation with my with my people the other day. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, they want to take that step, but it gets too hard in between. So they'd be like, I don't know if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But I see this picture all the time. I used to see this picture all the time of the guy that's uh, 
the guy that's mining. Okay. And like he's right there and he gives up. Uh, Compared to the guy that's still going, like he's still going. He don't even know if he's there yet, but he's still going and keep pushing. That's what really drove me, honestly. Like, keep going. I don't know when it's going to happen, but why would I stop if I'm making that decision to completely drop everything and to right. go with my passion and to go with my dream? I can't stop. No. So I had to keep going. That's facts. Now, what, okay, so what moment, you know, in your career as a producer that you was just like, wow, like, I'm really, like, I'm here. Like, I'm, like, I'm seeing, like, the light, like, through all the hard work I've been putting in. And talk to us about that. It's crazy because it literally, it literally just happened. I was in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and uh, I had got, I've had placements, you know what I mean? I've had, right. you know, a couple placements here and there. Um, I got the Space Jam John, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was cool. Um, but it's crazy because, so I'm in the studio. And I woke up finding out that Hooligan was going to get added to the album, the Baby Keem's album, right? So I was like, oh, shit, that was crazy. Am I, wait, can I cuss? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> my fault, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Um, so then I go to the studio Mm -hmm. I'm cutting records with Herbo, right? Okay. Which was crazy, right? And then in the midst of him cutting that record, mm -hmm. I go to go eat because the dinner was ready. They got a little chef and all that. They, they crazy over there. Herbo's camp is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, they got the whole chef, food, jumping, all that. My A&R of Sony, mm -hmm. he's like, yo, come in the kitchen, bro. He shows me a picture of, like, the the article of J. Cole doing the freestyle to pipe down. Right. That was I think that was the moment. That was mm -hmm. a week ago. I think that was the moment when I realized, oh, like this is really like I'm here. <laughs> yeah, like I'm here low key. Like like I'm low key here. Like after all that hard work, literally that that moment literally just happened. So like right. it takes a while. It takes a mm -hmm. while for like you to realize. It does. Dang, like I'm really here. Like, even if you are accomplishing things that you wanted to accomplish, it takes a while for you to really realize, like, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. here. I agree. And I also feel like sometimes, too, when you're in like the entertainment industry, you're kind of always like, okay, so what's next? So it's like you don't even get the moments to really take, take stuff in. And that's something I really had to like tell myself and like yeah. try to work on because I think we should take those moments in because. They are only, you know, they're special. So I really, yeah. I really feel you on that. So we talked a little bit about pipe down. So, but we have, we have to know, like, how did that come about? I mean, <laughs> it's you being on certified lover boy for me, like. <laughs> so please nah. tell us. Um, I was in the studio. Um. My boy Leon, he was out in the Bahamas with Drake working on, you know, working on the album and stuff. Mm -hmm. And Leon hit me up like, yo, if you got anything that you feel like Drake would get on, send it through. Mm -hmm. So my boy John Blue, I hit John Blue up. Uh, he's from Egypt. Mm. Um, he was like, yo, I hit him up like, yo, um, <clears throat> I need some Drake shit, bro. I need something for Drake. Like, like ASAP, we gotta bro, make it work. Bro, we gotta make we gotta make this drum. Like, I don't care. When, like, just send me anything. So he sent me the little pack. Um, 
I sent it to Leon. Mm-hmm. He did what he did. And yeah, that's what happened. I guess he heard it and got on that drone. I'm driving in the snow. This guy, Leon, calls me like, yo, bro, we got one. I almost crashed. Like, <laughs> imagine that phone call. Like, like bro, it's we Drake. got one. We, we got one with the boy. Like, hold on, bro. You for real? Like, you gassing me? Like, no, I'm dead serious. Like, so, yeah, shout out to Leon. Shout out to John Blue. Shout out to um, Twin City Lord. Shout out to the whole record collective. For, you know what I mean? Right. So. Nah, that's amazing. So, yeah, that, that, that. And now, now to see it out now and to see, like, people's reaction to the song. How does that right. make you feel? Because, like, you have Drake on it. You got J. Cole on it now. Like, yeah, this gonna yeah. tell me who's next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I... Listen, I can't even, there's no words. It's just like, it's here. It's, I'm here. I'm here. Wow. I don't even know what to say. Like, that whole experience, that whole, how that went down, mm-hmm. and seeing people's reaction and seeing how it how it grew on people, you know, that was a lot. That was the thing that people were telling me, like, yo, it's going to take a little while for that to grow onto mm, people because it's like a, it's like one of those Drake. Like Drake, Drake Jones. So I'm like, all right, cool. Nah, that song, that song, I feel like it stuck. That song stuck with me immediately. Mm-hmm. But maybe because I like that type of Drake. Like, right, right, right. The the beat just like. That's definitely it. you're welcome. That's definitely one of my favorites. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, your creative process as a producer. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. is it like, you know, being in the studio with you um, and like, how do you go about making a beat per se? Like, I know some producers and artists, they like to have certain people with them during their sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they like to meditate before they do whatever. So what is it like for you? Uh... Honestly, it's 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 pretty simple. I just load my uh, FL Studio up. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I might cook from scratch. Sometimes if I have an idea that I was thinking about, I might cook from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually I don't really have a problem with collaboration. Some producers don't really like collaborating like that. They like to be dolo. I don't have a problem. I can be dolo. It could be three people in the room, four people in the room. It don't matter. You know what I mean, as long as we get a record, like a record. That's my biggest goal, like getting records. You know what I mean, like getting making a special record. So my creative process is basically making the best beat I can every time. Yeah, that's so. fair. I, I love that for sure. And I love how you said that yeah. you don't mind collaboration. Cause I think, you know, as creative collaboration is cool. Like, you know? Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I feel like that's a, I feel like it's a big part, especially nowadays. Like, mm-hmm. um, you might see three, four, five, six people on the beat. You know what I mean? Like, mm. not say that doesn't take away anything. That's just a collaborative process. Some people, it's a process to make a record record. Sometimes, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Some people get too caught up with um, like the money side of it. Mm. Like, when people, when you first started, you wasn't really thinking about the money. Like, you was just thinking about right. who you wanted to work with. You know what I mean? Right. When when people start working with those people, oh, I need, you know what I mean? I need this. I want the, I want the money, the money, the money. People forgot about the love 
when they started making music. Like, mm-hmm. why did you even want to start making music? It's because you heard something. You was like, man, I feel like I could do that, or I feel like yeah. I could hear an artist on my on my music. So, nah, that's 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 a good point, and I think also like to be in entertainment, it's a hard field, and I think yeah. if if you're going to be driven by money, you're not going to last because you it's going to be yeah. times where it's going to be hard as hell. And yeah. if you don't have the the power to like stick with it and not think about the right. end goal of money, you will probably leave. So I definitely, yeah. I definitely, definitely feel you on that for sure. Now, all of like all, you know, you mentioned you worked with a couple of artists are there any artists that you would, you know, still like to produce with now? And if so, like, who are they? Too many. The whole music industry, honestly. <laughs> but my, but like, top three or top four, top five? Uh, we could do top five. Top five? I got to put Cole up there. Okay. I got to put J. Cole up there. Like, personally, you know, like, personally work with him. You know what I mean? Get yeah. something with him. You feel know I me? Mean? Uh, that's cra- that now mind you, I'm not taking away from him. You know what I mean? He's still yeah. I guess technically, you know what I mean? But I want a record with their Cole. Yeah. Uh Travis Scott. Okay. Um it's almost too many, bro. Like obviously Jay Z, you know what mm. I mean? Um I'm looking at my board to try to see who else I would want to work with. <laughs> Um, Kanye. Okay. And uh, Ed Sheeran, mm. for sure. Yeah. I wasn't expecting yeah. that one. Yeah, Ed Sheeran, for sure. He's crazy. He he he's definitely is a, a good artist, though. Yeah. But I yeah, and Rick know. Rubin. Rick Rubin, too. Okay. Even though he's... Yeah, Rick Rubin is like, like... He's just music. He's music. You know what I mean? Like, he is music. Now for sure, I definitely feel you on that. I'm manifesting that, and you know, I hope those come through for you, and I know they will 100%. For sure. So, yeah. Now, if you could say your favorite thing about being a producer, what would it be and why? My favorite thing about being a producer? Um, probably seeing people's reactions mm. to my music. And seeing how people are moved to my music, like that's my biggest thing. Like making it, making somebody's day. Like somebody's day can be like, my day is terrible. I'm not having a good day. Then they hear a song, or a song comes on, or a beat comes on. They be like, ooh, like their whole mood changed. So definitely, my favorite part of being a producer is being able to change somebody's mood mm-hmm. and change how somebody thinks about music. You know I mean, maybe somebody. Um, there's been a couple times where. Uh, I'll be sitting with somebody that's not really, um, I would say musically inclined, but doesn't really pay attention too much to the production. Yeah. And then I'll point out certain things and be like, yo, I never heard that before. Like, yo, that's dope. Like, so like, that's like definitely a, a, a cool part about being able to make music and change how people feel. Now, 100%, I definitely feel you on that. Um, Cause I feel like music is so, so, so powerful. Like, I feel like yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine my life without music. Like, right. So I definitely right. Music is that. music is like <laughs> music is life. Imagine, yeah. yo, imagine, imagine riding in a car every day without music. 
Oh my gosh, that would be so Any sad. type of music. Any type of music. That would just be a no. Like just Yeah, no. Like mm, that wouldn't work for me. So I definitely yeah, definitely fact. feel you on that for sure. Now, you know, being a producer in the industry, um, if you could say one of the like biggest misconceptions people have about producers per se, what would it be and why? The biggest misconceptions mm -hmm. of producers? Yeah. Or even you in general. Hmm. I guess the misconception of, of me per se is that um, I guess I can only stay in one lane. So like some people might think, oh, he can only make trap music mm -hmm. or, or he can only, you know what I mean? Like he only want to work with rappers and stuff like that. Like I want to do everything. Right. Like, I'm all, that's always a thing that people come up to me like, oh, so is that all you do? Like, no, I do R&B, mm -hmm. pop. Like I'm trying to do the EDM drum. Like, I'm trying to do everything. You know what I mean? I DJ. Oh. I didn't tell people that like that. Yeah, I, I used to DJ a little while, like a little while ago. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, like, I guess people being labeled as just a one-lane producer mm -hmm. is a big misconception, but... Yeah, and I definitely think, you know, it's it's cool that you are open to, like, different avenues, and I think that's right. important that you tell people, you know, like, nah, like, I do, I do various genres, and that's good, right. because it, it allows people to not box you in, and I think that's super important. Right. Sure, right. Sure. And that's a big thing. Like being boxed in as a producer is like my worst nightmare. So that's why, like, when I decided to start really taking music serious, I made sure that I, ha I, I tapped into every lane and tried to master every lane that I could so that I could walk into multiple sessions and have, you know what I mean, have some beats that somebody might need. You know I mean, so. Right. You mentioned um, R&B. So is there any R&B artists that you would, you know, like to collaborate with? <laughs> Jeremiah, Chris Brown, um, oddly enough, Mary J. Blige, mm. um, Beyonce. I can keep going. I can keep going. I can keep going. <laughs> yeah. R&B is like, R&B is like, that's the soul. Right. You know I mean, that's the soul of African-Americans, I feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, R&B. Like, your mom, you woke up to your mom playing Anita Baker. You know what I mean? Like, you woke right. up to your mom playing Frankie Bev. You know what I mean? That's at every cookout. Mm -hmm. Frankie Bev. So. That's facts. So I definitely think that would be dope for sure. I definitely could see that. So I have this yeah. segment on my show. It's called Quarantine Q&A. I basically ask my guests about their time in the pandemic and quarantining and things of that nature. So essentially, you know, what was your first initial thoughts when we had to quarantine and like we couldn't go outside? And what was... What was that like for you as a creative? Like, did you continue to make music? Did you take the time to relax? Like, what was that like for you? Mm -hmm. uh, it was a lot of music being made in quarantine. Mm -hmm. That's really the only thing I could do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Other than try to go to the gym, which they was closed. So, <laughs> wasn't doing that. <laughs> Had to work out outside. <laughs> so, um, yeah, at first, I thought it was cat. So I was, I was kind of moving around. Mm -hmm. Then I started seeing things really close, and I was like, oh, my gosh. 
Then I found out there wasn't no shows, try to book studio. It was like, no, nope, can't do that. Quarantine. So it was definitely a, like, it, it shocked me. It was like more of a, um, it was kind of, it was kind of a depressing stage that I had, like mm. not really knowing where the music thing was going to go. I thought I, I thought I was done for, mm. you know what I mean? So it was just a lot of confusion. I feel like a lot of people was just confused about, yeah, because nobody had ever gone through that, having to stay in the house, like right. all the time and not really being able to move how you move, being able to travel like that. Um, so, and on top of that, it was just like the, uh, it was on, uh, it was the beginning of when I started to be introduced to the industry. Mm. So it was just like, everything got shut down and paused. So I was like, yo, like, this is when I thought I was going to go like 2020, mm. 2020, I thought it was over. Like, I was like, oh, this is my time. Nah, negative. So, I mean, it, it helped me a lot though. Um, it helped me with being able to be in the house by myself and not really, you know what I mean? I used to be able to go out a lot. Mm-hmm. I used to want to go out a lot. And right. now I'm like, I want to make music. I'd rather just stay in the house and make music. So it helped me grow up. Okay. For sure. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Honestly, that whole experience. I mean, that whole experience for everybody, I'm sure it was crazy. Right? Nah, 100%. And, you know, I definitely think people learned during that time. And especially for creatives, like learn more about themselves mm-hmm. because you're, you, you have that time to really sit down with your craft and, you know, kind of block out the noise of the outside world. Um, right. For sure. For sure. And I also feel like it introduced like for the industry, a new way to work and maneuver without necessarily having to be in people's faces all the time. Cause I even right. know like for uh, a big lotto, like she talked about like her debut project how she was on Zoom with, like, a lot of people on her team, you know, during mm-hmm. that time because, like, she couldn't be in contact with people. And I think that that it introduced a, a new lens into how we operate because right, it's right. not every time you got to meet up with somebody in person. So yeah, I feel For like sure. that introduced a, a new lens. Now, aside sure. from, like you know, creating during quarantine, were you watching any shows, reading any books, you know, to make the time go by? Uh, I'm not really a big, uh, show watcher. Uh Um, I should start reading more books. (laughs) So those two things was not happening in the quarantine. I really was just locked into my music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I spent a lot of time making a lot of music. I can't even, I don't even know how many beats I made in, in, in quarantine. Um, wow. So um, there were times where I would take a break from music and go on. And I, I just watched YouTube for for YouTube. Look okay. at uh, DC Young Fly, their comedy show. I just watched them over and over again just to laugh. I needed to laugh because I'm like, bro, <laughs> I have no contact with anybody. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so. nah, that's facts. For sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Now, um, we 2021 is really, like, coming to a close. Um, it's basically October. Yeah. Um, this shit is getting wrapped up. So, if you could say, like, some of your goals for the remainder of the year, what would it be and, you know, why? Goals for the end of the year? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely get something with J. Cole. Okay. Um, try to get in as many uh, 
producer camps as I can, as many artist camps as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's about it. <laughs> be 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 the best producer I can be, honestly, that's and keep good. trying to change, and, and trying to change try to change the world. Honestly, that's a big goal. I mean, listen, you can't go wrong with that. Those all sound like goals that you will accomplish, and that yes. are amazing goals to have. Um. So yeah, and if you could leave, this is my final question: If you could leave the listeners with one thing to remember about you, what would it be, and why? One thing to remember about me? Yes. Um, I can get along with everybody. Okay. I'm a friendly person. I'm a friendly person. Mm-hmm. On the outside, I might look mean because I'm tall, and <laughs> but I'm really not him. I'm really not one of them. I'm a good person. I'm a, I'm a cool person. I like And I like to make music. I love music. I'm in love with music. Right. So if there was one thing I would want people to remember about me is that, yo, facts, for real, for real, he really was in love with this shit. Like, he really loved music. Like, and he was a good person, genuine person. He liked to help others. And, yeah, that's it. Awesome. I love it. I just want to thank you for taking the time to chat with me. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Make sure y'all, you know, tap in with facts. Check out all the dope stuff that he has produced. And I'm wishing you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. I'm wishing you the best. Shout out to Black Talk Radio, right? You're very welcome. Yes. Shout out to Black Talk Radio. It's lit. I hope we can get this. I hope next time we join in, you got 100,000 followers. Yes. You know what I mean? So we can really take this. You know what I mean? Yes. All right, thank you so much. All right, so thank you. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Take care. All right, you too. And that wraps up our interview with Facts Only. Um, I think he's super duper dope. Definitely down-to-earth guy. Make sure y'all tap in with him. Check him out. His music is super duper dope. I know he will, you know, really make an impact on the industry. And I just want to thank y'all for, you know, vibing with me, you know, today on this lovely Sunday. And yeah, it's your girl, Chris Nayana, signing out. Um, As you know, though, every week um, I do a New Music Monday. New Music Monday. Oof, my head is going. (laughs) We do do New Music Monday on Mondays on our page, but on Sundays we do New at Noon. So today I'm actually playing a song by um, Lotto, Big Energy. I have it here on my computer. And she's been getting, like, a lot of... People are saying they like it. People are saying they don't. So, I don't know. Y'all let me know. But I will see y'all. And, yeah, this is your girl signing out.